Have you heard of the concept of emotional labor? Do you know how emotional labor impacts you as a nurse? Let's talk about emotions, emotional regulation, and emotional labor here on episode 38 of The Nurse Keith Show. to the Nurse Keith Show, everyone. This is indeed episode 38. Of course, I am always glad that you're here. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that'll get you moving in a positive and inspired direction, especially as 2016 launches. I'm a member of the ProMed Network of Healthcare Podcasts over at promednetwork.com. I'm also a member of the Pulse Media Network of Nurse Podcasters, along with my pals Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala of RNFM Radio. You can, of course, find The Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes, and I'd love for you to give me a review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. Just go over to iTunes, to the iTunes store, search under podcasts, find The Nurse Keith Show, and write something about your experience of the show, negative or positive. I'd love to hear it, and I'll give you a shout-out here in the show when you leave a review. Anyway, I'm over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me everywhere. Please look me up. Even find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. The show notes for this show will be at nursekeith.com forward slash emotional labor. All right, I'm thrilled you're here, so let's dig into today's topic. Several years ago, I started hearing about this term emotional labor, and I hadn't really heard about it before. It was really new to me. I did a YouTube post about it way back in early 2014, and after listening to that post and talking a little about emotional labor on a recent episode of RNFM Radio, I wanted to address it here on the Nurse Keith Show because the emotional aspects of nursing are important to talk about, especially in relation to your career and your health and well-being. So over on Wikipedia, they call emotional labor as a requirement of a job that employees display required emotions towards customers or others. More specifically, Emotional labor comes into play during communication between a worker and a consumer, and sometimes between two workers. So, I like to say it this way. When you're working as a nurse, it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a divorce, if your father just died, if you're in the middle of a difficult adoption, if your sibling has been sick or something else is going on in your life. When you walk through those doors and you're about to provide care to a patient, you have to basically turn off your emotional life and turn on the visage that you 
present to a patient. And that visage, that face that you present to a patient is one of kindness, compassion, deep listening, and caring. Now, of course, you can't hide every emotion from your face, but nursing is a caring profession. And in that, we are emotional laborers. Other examples of emotional laborers include baristas, waiters and waitresses, flight attendants, anyone who in the course of their work has to actually subsume their actual emotions that they're experiencing and put on a different face so that they can be present for the person they're serving and not allow their emotions to get in the way. So back in 1983, a writer named Hoschild said that emotional labor involves the induction or the suppression of feeling to sustain an outward appearance that produces in others a sense of being cared for in a convivial, safe place. And Hoschild went on to say that emotional labor is typified by three characteristics. Face-to-face or voice contact with the public. It requires workers to produce an emotional state in another person. And it allows employers to have a degree of control over workers' emotional activities through training and supervision. Now, according to an article I've been reading over at nursingtimes.net, that is a website devoted to nursing based in the UK, the United Kingdom, emotional labor has been identified with women's work, quote-unquote, and the mother's role in the family. And with more and more men entering nursing, we're now at just over 10% of the nursing workforce, emotional labor is an issue for men and women as well. So taking this into consideration, how do you manage your emotions at work? How do you come to term with what's going on inside of you when you're face-to-face with a patient? Now, in my YouTube video, which I'll actually embed in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash emotional labor. I talk about the notion of therapeutic use of self. Now, back in the day when you were in nursing school, or some of you may actually be in nursing school right now who are listening to this show, therapeutic use of self might have been discussed, I hope it was discussed, and therapeutic use of self involves some level of self-disclosure to a patient when you're pretty certain as a clinician that exposing that particular part of your personal life will actually be therapeutic for the patient. You're not doing it for your benefit. You're doing it for the emotional benefit of the patient, sometimes to allow them to see that you can actually relate to their experience. For instance, you're working with a patient who's dying, and you're sitting and talking with the dying woman's daughter, and you realize that you have a story to share from your own mother's death that could help the daughter of your patient deal more readily with the emotions that are coming up for her. So you take the daughter aside, you sit in a room, have a cup of coffee with her, and you share with her very selectively pieces of the scenario regarding your mother's death. Now, if you're doing it for the benefit of the daughter, it's perfectly fine. But if you're doing it for your own benefit, of course, that is not therapeutic use of self. Now, in the course of your nursing, there are often times, probably most of the time, you need to actually 
turn off whatever emotions are going on for you and be present for your patients in a way where they will have no idea what's going on behind your eyes. A very perceptive patient or family member might tell that you do have something going on, but the purpose of emotional labor is actually for you to be able to be fully present so that you can produce an emotional state of trust or relaxation in the other person, in your patient, without letting on that there's anything going on for you at all. Now, this is very difficult. And I'm speaking to you nurses who work with, let's say, the terminally ill, maybe nurses who work in pediatric oncology, working with pediatric patients with advanced cancer or maybe not advanced cancer, working with the families of the dying. Those of you who are there on the front lines working with these folks who are experiencing death and trauma and pain and loss and grief, how do you decide when to turn your emotions off, when to turn them on, when to share therapeutically about your own life, and when to sit back, play that compassionate poker face, I'd like to call it, and be able to be present without letting on to your emotions. Of course, there are opportunities to sit and be emotional with patients. I've been with dying patients and have cried with them or cried with their family members. I know nurses who have as well. That's perfectly admissible. But we also know that we can't be sitting and weeping with every patient. First of all, it might not always be appropriate. Second of all, it's utterly exhausting. Meanwhile, the emotional labor of nursing, the masking of your emotions in deference to the patient's well-being, is also exhausting. So what I'd like to say here is that in examining your career, in examining what you've been through as a nurse, what is it like for you to engage in such dense, deep, intense emotional labor? What is it like for you to walk through those doors, put your stethoscope around your neck, turn off everything that's going on in your life, and be present for your patients. Is it difficult? Is it easy? Does it make your life easier in some way? Does the pain and the suffering of others and your witnessing of that pain and suffering put your own pain and suffering in perspective? You know, when I talk to people who aren't nurses, they say, oh, I could never be a nurse. I could never be so compassionate. I couldn't face death and dying and disease and illness and everything that comes along with being a nurse. And yes, that's true. Not everyone can do it. But I'm reaching out to you, nurses. I want to know from you, are you hurting yourself in the course of your nursing practice? Are you dealing with your emotions outside of work? Now, again, when you walk through those doors and you turn those emotions off, when you leave work, are you flipping the switch and turning them back on? What my concern is here is that if you're practicing nursing and you're engaging in the emotional labor of nursing, are you allowing yourself to let down outside of work to experience the emotions that you're allowing to be subsumed when you're clocked in? I recently finished watching the seventh season, the final season of Nurse Jackie. And many of you might have varying opinions about Nurse Jackie, and I do as well. I'd like to write about it, actually. 
I have criticisms and praise for the show. But interestingly, Nurse Jackie is an illustration of emotional labor. She is actually, well, it's often very unrealistic, but she doesn't always hide her emotions from her patients. Her emotional labor is mm, somewhat sketchy at times. Her crossing of boundaries is quite sketchy and questionable. I've seen her in various episodes give her personal phone number to patients. I've seen her go to patients' homes. I've saw her do many things that I would definitely question. And of course, it's television, it's Hollywood, it's not meant to be realistic. And I have a lot to say about that at another time. But what I saw in Nurse Jackie is that there were times when her world was in absolute turmoil. And the show very clearly demonstrated that she walked through those doors, went to work, and turned off what was going on in her personal life, as did the other nurses and doctors in the emergency room in that show. That was one of the most realistic pieces of the show, how nurses can turn their back on what's happening in their own life and be present for their patients in ways that are intensely personal and intensely compassionate under great duress and in very dire circumstances. So my challenge for you nurses is this. Take a deep, deep look at your nursing career. Take a very deep look at your current practice. Whether you're in med surge, home care, hospice, pediatric oncology, nursing education, it doesn't really matter. Take a look at what's happening in the day-to-day. How is it impacting your emotional life? Are you able to regulate your emotions in a healthy way at work and at home? When you're at the bedside and you really want to sit there and weep with the patient, how do you decide that it's appropriate to do so? How do you decide that it's not appropriate to cry? When you desire to share your personal story with a patient or the family member of a patient or a caregiver, how do you know it's right? How do you make that call? People often say that nurses are incredibly compassionate, and yes, it's very true. And the Gallup poll shows year after year after year that we're the most trusted professionals in the United States. We're seen as the most honest and trustworthy professionals every year. So that means that patients connect with us because we connect with them. We share their deepest, darkest moments, and we're able to do it as incredible professionals. And my concern, folks, is that it may be taking a toll on you. Yes, I'm talking to you. So take a deep look at how it's impacting you. And now the next piece of the homework is, after taking a deep look, what can you do better? How can you take care of yourself better? Do you need to have more fun? Do you need to have more leisure time? Do you need to see more movies, read more books? Do you need to go on vacation more often? Do you need to exercise more? What's your diet like? Are you leaning on alcohol or drugs to deal with the emotions that come up from nursing? Kind of like Nurse Jackie. Or are you dealing with it through excessive exercise? Or when you come home from work and the emotional labor of nursing, 
Are you then doing emotional labor for your family? Are you always a nurse? Can you not turn your nursing self off? I know the Nurse Keith Show is focused on your career, and this is about your career, my friends, because your career needs longevity, and you need your emotional and physical and spiritual and psychological health. And I want you to take a deep dive, a deep look at how you're treating yourself as an emotional laborer. How are you caring for yourself? And what toll is it taking on you if you're not doing so? If you'd like to chat with me about the emotional labor of nursing, if you'd like to talk to me about how nursing has impacted you personally, emotionally, and spiritually, send me an email at keith at nursekeith.com. Mention this episode, episode 38 of the Nurse Keith Show, and rather than a half hour, I will give you a full hour of my attention. I want to hear what's up for you. Or send me an email at keith at nursekeith.com. Just tell me what's going on for you. Again, it's all about self-care. It's about self-preservation. And if you want to last as a nurse, if you want your career as a nurse to have longevity, managing this aspect of nursing, the emotional labor of nursing, is so important. It's crucial. It's paramount. And I care about you nurses, and I want you to care for yourselves. You know, I could talk about this forever. There's a lot more to say, but I think you get the point. I really want to thank you for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. This is a very emotional topic for me, talking about the emotional labor of nursing. I burnt out as a nurse a number of years ago. My wife had to rescue me. I really recovered well. And I don't want you, my listeners, to get to that point. So I want you to feel uplifted by my words, not bummed out by my words. I want you to feel empowered to take action. Look deeply at your career. Look deeply at how the emotional labor of nursing has impacted you. And then take some inspired action to improve where you are in your career and how you care for yourself. I want to point out that The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced very expertly by James Larson, and social media and promotion are handled wonderfully by Mark Capispeason. Check out Instagram. Mark has been handling the Instagram account. There's some great stuff going on there. I'd love for you to follow Nurse Keith Coaching over on Instagram. Again, if you can post a review on iTunes, that would be great. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash nursekeithcoaching. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take those inspired actions in the interest of your self-care in your career every day, and tune in again when we explore more deeply how to make your nursing career more satisfying than you ever imagined it could be, my friends. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and I'll be back soon with another episode of The Nurse Keith Show. Bye-bye.